Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that Freeman forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Well, if you're listening to this, you'll be ringing in the new year in a couple of hours. Happy 2024 to everyone out there. Another year for our politicians to do exactly the opposite of what we thought we were <laughs> voting them in for. Another year of open borders and over taxation with no representation. Another year of giving money to foreign countries rather than not giving them money and letting them hate us for free. Another year of revolving door open uh, criminal justice system with catch and release. Another year of our attorney generals and politicians all throughout the country trying to take our civil rights and our right to self-defense away as they allow criminals to run rampant on the streets. Isn't life grand in the United States heading into 2024? Yep. I want to uh I want to talk about some New Year's resolutions. I got an email from Vetter Holsters, which I thought was really cool, and they listed some carry New Year's resolutions, which I thought would be apropos since we're now entering our first brand new year where people are allowed to carry in the state of New Jersey. And, so and you know people are carrying illegally and don't y- even know it. Because they didn't requalify. That's right. Oh, yeah. I, I got stories, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. Uh, of people coming in on the 30th. I need to go right now. <laughs> I just found out. I'll pay anything. I'll pay anything. <laughs> yeah. We've been sending emails out since July 21st at Gun for Hire and posting on social media, and people have been talking about it. I just found out today, the 30th at 2 o'clock. They just found out. Okay. Anyway, December 30th. Anyway, uh, I got a lineup. Sandy is going to be traveling extensively, and I'm going to be bopping around with NRA board meetings and a few other things I got under my belt here. So uh, this is show 658. Show 659 will exclusively, we will have Scott Bach on to discuss overall pictures 2A and our lawsuits in New Jersey and nationally. And show 660 will be Jay Factor, uh, New Jersey's own 2A historian, uh, to discuss many things as well. So get ready for those two shows that are going to be coming up. So we lined up some really good guests. But So Vetter Holsters come out with some New Year's resolutions for carrying. Uh, number one is carry more consistently. That's hard for us in New Jersey because of the sensitive places, obviously. But yeah. I, I guarantee you should be carrying in your house. And if you can carry at your job or your business, you should be carrying uh, all the time to get used to carrying, by the way. Okay. Uh, number two, Vetter Holster, stay informed and get involved. Join your 2A groups, listen to Gun for Hire Radio, and you probably would have known sooner that you needed to requalify before 1231-2023. Another one they, they listed was train harder and more often. I couldn't agree more. Any type of training is going to help you. The next one, Sandy, sounds awfully familiar. Introduce someone to shooting. We call that each one reach one. 
I get a slew of customers coming in every week telling me, I'm bringing my neighbor, I'm bringing my coworker. Each one reach one. And they repeat that, that slang, that slogan, Sandy, that you came up with about 13 or 14 years ago. And uh, I think it's phenomenal that people are doing that. The next one ties into uh, uh, training harder uh, is learn something new and enter a shooting competition. I'm, tr- I'm putting the two of those together. That's just like training more. Uh, you know, we have the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation matches here. If there's a bullseye matches, IPSC, IDPA, USPSA, anything you can do to, to, to be out of the box, any of our gun for hire urban classes, holster draw, whatever, drawing from concealment, you got to do it. Another one is support businesses that back the Second Amendment. Boy, that sounds almost like support those who support you, right? <laughs> we have our own standstrong.biz. Uh, oh, this one is one of my favorites. Find the right gear for your needs. Remember, you're going to go through 30 holsters before you go back to that first one you bought and realize that's the most comfortable one out of the 30. I'm uh, getting ready to purchase a Ruger LCR in Florida, and uh, I've amassed uh, seven holsters so far that I'll be experimenting with when I'm down there. Uh, the next one is take better care of your guns. I believe that's very important that we should we should take care of of your of your guns. Make sure they're clean. Uh, make sure you're shooting them. Make sure you're rotating your ammo. Make sure you're rotating your magazines so the springs aren't compressed. Everyday light savings time. Take the ammo out of those two magazines or three magazines and put the ammo in three other magazines and switch over and give them a little little break, you know? I have some New Year's resolutions I wanted to talk uh, about as well. I plan to exercise more my right to eat milk chocolate. Okay. <laughs> I am also going to learn to make more than reservations for dinner. Very good. Yep. I'm going to embrace my inner couch potato, guilt-free. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to remember where I left my keys at least once a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also going to try to keep my houseplants alive for more than a month. That's good. I'm going to also try to perfect the art of pretending to listen when I'm on Zoom meetings. Very good. Especially yeah. board and committee meetings. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to – I promise to use the gym membership I've been paying for all year. <laughs> okay? I'm going to strive to say no more often unless it involves dessert or ice cream. <laughs> yeah. there. Yes. I'm also going to strive to eat more greens, even if it's just the M&M's. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this one's going to be a tough one for me, Sandy. I'm going to strive to drink more water, but let's be real. Coffee is mostly water, so that counts. That's all I mostly drink is water. That's very true. Coffee is mostly water. I'm going to, I resolve to cut back on stress. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let me know how that works out. Oh, my God. Yeah, stress, handling stress is, is always a lot of fun. So, yeah, I got some good New Year's resolutions, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strive to get the word out. All of you should have some New Year's resolutions to support those who support you, to each one reach one, continue to train, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Got a couple of good quotes I want to talk about right now. One is from Thomas Sowell, okay, one of my favorite, favorite intellectuals out there. So listen to apropos this is and how poignant, Sandy. Thomas Sowell, no small part of our social problems today 
come from miseducated degree holders who have nothing to contribute to the wealth of the society, but who are full of demands and indignation and resentment of those who are producing. A study of the decline of great societies concluded that disappearances of empires due to catastrophes have been extremely rare in history. Rather, they slowly but steadily corrode and crumble from within. There is usually a growing amount of wealth pumped by the state from the economy, while extravagances of fashion and license develop among the people. Does this sound uncomfortably <laughs> familiar to what we see around us today? Uh, Thomas Sowell. So spot on. Every empire from, em from Rome to Greece to Egypt and everything yep. is all happen the same way. We crumble from the inside. Yes, sir. Now, this is a quote from uh, Douglas McGregor. Uh, I saw this on X and I was like, wow, I love this. He wrote, 2024 may yet be the year when Americans finally discover that the ruling political classes fight for power and money in Washington, D.C., they are merely spectators. The sooner the better. It is not China, Russian, Iran, or any other combination of powers that threaten America. It's the combination of Washington's war on Americans, their history, culture, and identity through open borders and over-reliance on America's deteriorating military power that present the great, greatest danger to the American people and the world. Douglas McGregor. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Ouch. Again, spot on. And again, the media and the elites are trying to make us focus on the boogeyman and woman and in hate other each countries other. and yeah. hate, of course, hate each other. Yeah. And stop, that's another thing. Don't play into any identity politics. You know what? Uh, I always talk about the crayon box out there. Introduce everybody you possibly can to shooting, okay? Everybody. I don't care their sexual persuasion. I don't care their religion. I don't care their race, creed, color. It doesn't matter to me. Strike up a conversation if you can, us closet gun owners out there. Strike up a conversation and, and let people know that you're in, if they're interested and bring them. Assemblyman Auth and uh, his, um, his uh, right-hand man, Phil, they came in uh, yesterday, Sandy. They, brought, uh, they had a group of nine. They introduced like five people from Korea, wow. uh, people that, people that like, uh, families escaped from North Korea. And they brought them in to shoot. And uh, some of them had shot already and some of them hadn't. So each one reach one, continue to change that narrative. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Another thing is, you know, if you didn't join or buy memberships for the 2A groups out there, this is the ring in the new year with that. If you, you know, you got a couple extra bucks or something, join, join some 2A groups or buy some memberships of 2A groups uh, out there for people. Uh, I do have uh, some news out there. Um, a real uh, Renaissance man passed away this week. Uh, Gaston Glock passed away at 94 yeah. years old. And, uh, you know, of course, all the hit pieces came out because it's his fault that, you know, when, when people were killed with a Glock, it was Gaston Glock's fault. Of course, right. <laughs> Just like uh, every person's ever been killed by a car, it was it had to do with Daimler Benz and uh, yeah. Henry Ford. Right, exactly. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was them, you know. But he is a um, he, he was an un unbelievable guy, and if you ever read the the book on him, the history of Gaston Glock, he had he was making knives and trenching tools for the Austrian army, 
and uh, he overheard some generals talking that they were going to put a bid out for guns. And he was like, I'd like to bid on that. And they basically, you know, they laughed at him. They're like, you make knives and trenching tools. You never made a gun before. And he didn't even shoot guns previous to that. And uh, he looked at the guns the Austrian army was carrying, and he bought a few of them. And then he, from the ground up, an outsider, as a counterthinker would say, Sandy, he did, he designed his first Glock, uh, which was a polymer frame. It only had 34 parts. And again, everybody laughed at him. And then the Austrian army... Uh, torture tested his gun and it was the only one that completed the entire torture test (laughs) and uh, a lot of smart things he knew if he got the police and military to carry his gun civilians would want what the police and military have and he was he traded guns in back in a day like Newark PD and stuff he was like give us your guns with the high capacity magazines and we'll give you $175 and we'll give you free Glocks (laughs) and then he could turn around and say look the NYPD carries Glocks. The Nork PD yeah. carries Glocks. If they carry them, they must be the best. Right. So, of course, civilians want them. Ext- extremely, extremely intelligent. You know, he just, uh, it's amazing uh, what he did. He turned it up on uh, the whole gun industry up on its head with the safe action trigger. You know, yeah. I remember the first time it came out, I was like, there's no safety on this gun. <laughs> right. You know, there's no external safety, which right. other than a revolver was unheard of. Yeah at that time and lo and behold it became the thing and it took so long for uh you know striker fired guns no external hammer uh you know it took it took a long time for the other gun manufacturers to get on the wagon with striker fired guns but he did turn it on its head and i think you've seen a, a huge growth of striker fired guns over the years now because the 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 old dinosaurs like me that like cocked and locked guns and exposed you know uh, hammers and stuff we're we're slowly dying off or yeah. we're we're getting into it you know right. and uh, I mean I still don't like guns with a decocker that's just me you know I just I'm not a decocker type of guy but uh, I I fought the Glock for a long time and then more and more of my students started showing up with them and I'm like okay I gotta bite the bullet and buy one and at the time there was only like three or four models I bought a Glock 17 and I begrudgingly started to say to myself damn this gun's pretty good yeah I'm not I'm not gonna tell anybody though but this gun is really good and uh you know look what he did to the uh to the industry turned it upside down on its head so Gaston Glock has passed, and we always talk about there's nothing more sad or glorious than generations changing hands. The gun for hire a rock star alumni, uh, Pietro Caldarelli, uh, and um, welcomed, him and his wife welcomed Luciano Caldarelli into this world on December 26, 2023. So congratulations, Pietro. Pietro is the owner of Song E. Napoli. There's one in Rutherford, and there's also uh, three of them in uh, Manhattan, New York City. So uh, congratulations, and uh, I hope everything went well. Look forward to seeing you at the range soon. But owning uh, three locations in a business and having an infant, your life is over. Hope to see hope to see you in a range in six or seven years. <laughs> Send us a photo. Yes, it's um it's interesting, but you're uh you're gone for a while now because you got a lot of work. It's now uh rearing children is not like it is on TV where every baby is the perfect baby. Right. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Oh, um I'm a little fatter, my clothes are a little tighter because of Anthony Bocchino, by the way. <laughs> 
Anthony Bocchino sent me this note. Thank you for all you do for the 2A community, and thank you for creating a warm and welcoming environment for everyone at the range. Please accept these homemade cookies by my sister, Italian Nut Cookies. Have a safe and happy new year, and cheers to 2024, Aunt. So my favorite Italian and Christmas cookie happens to be the Italian Nut Cookie. If you don't know what that is, ladies and gentlemen, it's like a white cookie with a little bit of white icing with a couple colored sprinkles on top and it's like an anisette infusion in it and if you have three or four of those and a cup of black coffee you're you're pretty don't pretty much don't need anything else at all so anyway anthony gave me this bucket of cookies for the entire (laughs) staff i have a confession to make the staff didn't get any the staff got the final one-third of the cookies on the bottom. <laughs> Aunt, your sister's cookies sh- struck a perfect balance because uh, this is not a derogatory thing. I like them a little dry, Sandy. I don't yeah. like them moist because I eat them. You know, my mother makes them the same way as his sister. Like, you can make them where they're kind of mushy, and I don't like that texture. Yeah. But I don't like them like biscotti where you bite it and it breaks up into a million pieces. There's a certain tooth. I guess the Italian cookies have to be al dente. Would that yeah. be a good? Would yeah. that be a good char- characterization? That'd be, yeah, that'd be a good. Characterization. So, I, this is my first. When I judge an Italian not cookie, I smell it, and it has to. If it smells like lemon, it's the wrong Italian cookie, because <laughs> there's a lemon Italian cookie yes, too, is. right? Why, yeah, why that one. Eh, bye. If it smells like vanilla, wrong Italian cookie. Yeah. I push those aside. If it smells like anisette, if it has a slight licorice smell to it, but not too much. Yeah, this is a much. fat guy confessing right here, right? I'm I'm bearing my soul here to you all. <laughs> so I smell that Italian cookie, and I'm like, it has the perfect anisette balance. Now, when I bite into it, I'm looking for the perfect tooth. It cannot crumble <laughs> and drop crumbs on me, and it cannot be a mushy cookie. Right, Sandy? Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I I bit into the cookie, and as soon as it hit my palate, I'm like, oh, yeah, nobody's getting these cookies. And it mostly can't crumble because you're eating them in the car. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, so, Aunt, I put your sister's bucket of cookies in my office, and I I noticed I was hitting them like three times a day. (laughs) So, you're, oh, well, I have a cup of coffee. I should have a handful of cookies to compliment it. After the second day, I looked at myself and I'm like, you disgusting bastard. (laughs) And I begrudgingly put the cookies in the break room for the employees. And luckily, about two hours later, they were all gone. So it made me feel it made me feel good. So I just see only a fat person or a a previous fat person could discuss one single cookie like I just did. Right. For five straight minutes, which is true. Yeah, Most (laughs) most people would be like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't have it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. I could I could in depth go through every cookie known to mankind and describe them the same way. If I need if need be, if need be. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying. So anyway. Let's talk about the third tier. My buddy Brad Hendricks sent me this, and this is great. You know, there was a uh, professional wrestler. Uh, her name is Sonia Deville. She got caught carrying a gun illegally in Atlantic City, possession of a gun. All right? So you want evidence of the third tier? I'm just going to read you one paragraph of what happened to her because she wasn't prosecuted. You ready? Yeah, she got a pretrial intervention request. The 10-page memo said 
Incarceration was neither necessary nor appropriate for an otherwise law-abiding person who inadvertently violated New Jersey's gun law. Could you imagine any of us getting a sentence like that from the prosecution memo? Tell that to Shanine Allen. Yes. Well, Shanine Allen was an African-American woman who was unbeknownst to anybody. She was just a lowly nurse and drew blood in a clinic on Sunday, on Saturdays, on her sixth day of the week while raising her two sons single-handedly. And actually had a carry permit and qualified for the purchase and was carrying a legally purchased. In Pennsylvania. Right. Exactly. So you, for, you, for you newbies, she was pulled over by a state trooper. She crossed over into New Jersey. She was going to a party. And she had taken a Pennsylvania carry course because she worked in dangerous areas. And the trooper who pulled her over, I don't know, failure to signal, light out, I don't remember, said, do you have any weapons in the car? Because he saw her carry permit with her driver's license. Mostly driving while black, I believe. Yes. And she, and she said, yes, I have my concealed carry gun in my purse. <laughs> As you're supposed to do in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And she spent approximately 48 days in prison yep. because the Atlanta County prosecutor said, we are going to make an example of her. And had her children taken from her and put into foster care. And she lost her professional licenses yes, for did. two years while she was yep. charged. So she couldn't be a nurse. And what do they call the person who draws blood? A phlebitis? Uh, what's, what's it? Phlebitis. A phlebotomist. Yeah. Yeah. Phlebotomist. <laughs> there you go. For phlebotomist. Okay. Uh, by the way, Bill, Bill Beer, Bill Meir said I murdered his name last week. He donated the toys for tots why should he be any different than oh, anyone absolutely else absolutely true bill join the club it's a I, very seriously. long and storied club yeah <clears throat> listen change your name to smith right all right they'll screw so, that one up too correct so listen to this it said that those defendants must be under the misimpression that their possession of a weapon legal in their home state would also be lawful in new jersey sounds a lot like shinning allen but yeah. opposite right yeah so they, the prosecutor wrote, the option of a diversion program previously was available only in cases that presented compelling and extraordinary reasons, the prosecutor said. Okay. And as Brad said, man, they made it clear that she's first tier only because she's not from New Jersey. She wasn't from New Jersey. She was passing through for some wrestling thing. But if she was from New Jersey, if she was a law abiding tax paying citizen from New Jersey, uh, she would have been the poster child on the, po on the she, they would have kept her ass in jail for five years. Right. Yeah, All right. right. So, so here you go. You have someone who has a little cult of personality, a little famousness, and she gets busted. And, you know, well, you know, she made a mistake. It happens. Yeah. Her home state, she's a Larry carry permit. She made a mistake. So here, we're just going to let her off in a diversion program and let her be on her way. Just let her be on her way. You over there. Oh, bastard. You know, and, and, and again, she's a white woman also. So Sandy brought up the driving while black. Uh, we would be remiss to think that. And, you know, it's the the socialist and the communists that run our state. And deep down, they're the racist of everybody oh, because they're always absolutely. projecting, calling everybody else racist. Their entire history is racism. I can't wait until I sell my unit up in Four Seasons Great Notch because I believe we need more diversity in, in, injected into, <laughs> into uh, Four Seasons Great Notch. And Anthony's going <clears> to <throat> be selling his uh, condo at a sizable loss to the, someone with the right qualifications. Right. So that all of those um, hypocrites up there can start practicing what they say they preach. 
And they have <laughs> said for years and years, you should just move. So, Oh, I'm going to move, all right. And I'm going to leave them a nice <laughs> gift. And we're going to see. I'm going to find a pro 2A gun person, female or female minority, but I want to make sure they have about six kids and about 15 grandchildren. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, yes, yep. And if I if my place is worth five hundred thousand dollars, that eligible uh, family is going to get it for three hundred thousand dollars. Because I'm going to make sure it happens. I'll hold the mortgage if I have to. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. Because uh, I believe they need to more diversity, and they need to practice more what they say they preach. Yes, and all the grandkids and kids <laughs> should go to the po- swimming pool every Saturday afternoon. Actually, during the week too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- I believe so, and uh, hopefully whoever it is is extremely pro two A, so they could just fill in my shoes up there. Good I might much. even give them a gun for hire vehicle to drive for a couple of years. Yeah, that would be good. That would be wonderful. What yeah. do you think, Sandy? You I think, think that you think that'd yeah. be nice? I yeah. think that I think that's going to be really carry really signs, good. promote open carry, things like yeah. that. That would be yeah. Good. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see. I'm gonna step around and and see. I had a long meeting with uh, John Acapinti and his son John about the uh, NRA dinner on uh, October second, and now we're tomorrow's a new year. So listen up, everybody. Fod one. Field of Dreams one at optonline.net. John Acapinti, we had a long meeting. We're going to be reaching out. There's 460 people on standstrong.biz. There's many, many more listeners to this show. If you have a nail salon, product, business, you want to buy a gift certificate, you have a restaurant, uh, you know, um, Village Green and Ridgewood, Kevin Porchter, um, John Iacchetti, Iacchetti's Kitchen, the list goes on and on and on. 900 Degrees Pizza. Gift cards, make a $200 gift card, $100 gift card or whatever, and donate it to John Acapinti. He's going to have an area set up for uh, the 2A groups to display. He might have a table set up where they can get people to sign up for their um, FID cards at the dinner. We're trying to get 500 people to come to the dinner. I'm also going to be reaching out to Bach, Knappen, and Schmutter. We'd like to have a 2A roundtable discussion. Rather than like just a keynote speaker at the dinner. Oh, that'd be really yeah, cool yeah, yeah. He's got he's yeah. he's got some he's got some great ideas, and it's going to be October second at the Tides Estate. So everybody out there listening, who do you have? If you stop at a diner every morning and the diner guy shoots with you, ask him if he wants to make a donation. He's going to end up in the program. He's going to get a shout out on Gun for Hire Radio. He's going to get a shout out on all Gun for Hire mass emails and and social media. And he's going to get a sh- he or she's going to get a shout out at the NRA dinner. In the program that people are going to take home. So anything you want, listen, if it, don't think it's out of the box. Donate a nice purse. Donate $200 gift card to a nail salon or something. There's going to be women there. Joe Sapienza is from West Essex Jeweler is already designing something. Really? For, for the dinner. Yeah, that's how gun people roll. Yeah. Okay. That's why I don't buy jewelry anywhere except at West Essex Jewelry Store. You, You know what I mean? So we keep it in the family. Uh, so, you know, Fred Kuhn just drove up from exit two again. He got his Maryland CCW in the mail and has brought his son up to do his requalification, which, which I thought was a beautiful thing from exit two. Very nice. So we got another two, a supporter, Nick Manginelli, Nick, you're, you're in the doghouse. But anyway, he goes, nice seeing you and shooting the shit. Didn't catch you on the way out. 
Uh, no way was I going to ask for you. Don't want to be that guy who asked for the owner. F- FYI, 10 pizzas are coming tomorrow for you and the crew at 11.30 a.m. from Pizza City from StanStrong.biz. Enjoy and send my thanks and regards to all the crew. Gold member and uh, um, tank number 15, Nicholas Manginelli from Freeman. Mechanical. So Nick came in to do his requalification, and uh, Phoebe squeezed him in in a slot. And uh, I guess to say thank you, he sent 10 pizzas from Pizza City. And uh, Joe, the owner of Pizza City, is on StanStrong.biz. He shoots here. We order food from him all the time. We have uh, three or four local pizzerias. We rotate the orders because they're on StanStrong.biz. I will not order from a pizzeria that's not in the local area. And so what did Nick do? He went on StanStrong.biz, and you know what he did? You can search by location, and the closest pizzeria to Gun for Hire is Pizza City. (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, It's literally one traffic light away, so that's why he ordered 10 pies. So you see how we keep it in the family? It doesn't get better than that in in my book. So thank you, Nick, from Frame and Mechanical. Um, He drives all the way up from Central Jersey to be a member here and shoot here because that's what uh, gun people do. And, uh, you know, we've built this, this, this beautiful... Uh, community and I keep pitching it and there's I don't for the life of me I don't understand why we don't have a thousand members on StanStrong.biz, you know for everybody that's on the New Jersey Firearm Syndicate page on Facebook they do two A Tuesday where everybody you know promotes their two A business yeah at, at least half of them are not on StanStrong.biz. wow and I posted StanStrong.biz on there numerous times but I just don't understand why they just don't take a minute to log their business in and put it on StanStrong.biz. I I, I whatever. Whatever, but, you know, people are using it all the time. I use it almost uh, exclusively. I just went down to, uh, I went to see Fiddler on the Roof at the Paper Mill Playhouse, Sandy. Nice. Um, how apropos that that, that, that play, uh, we booked the tickets like six months ago. Uh, I bought them for Tracy. And I'll tell you, Paper Mill Playhouse kicks ass. Oh, there's, no really to to, there's no reason to no. go to New York to no. see a Broadway play. No, no, it really is. <clears throat> Has been for a very, very long time. Yeah, I've time. been going for 40 years. Tracy... Yeah. Tracy was blown away of the quality of the production yeah. of Fiddler on the Roof. She was blown away. But but where did we eat? We ate. I ate at Moonshine Supper Club in Milburn, two blocks from uh, from the Paper Mill Playhouse. And Vic, the owner, is Gun for Hire member, and he's on StanStrong.biz. I quarantine crawled him a long time ago, and the food was phenomenal. The service was phenomenal. I didn't see Vic. I didn't ask for him because Nick. I don't like to be that guy either. Yeah, you know. Now, if I ran into him, if he was walking by while working, and I said to my server, um, her name was C. I said to my server, I said, "Is Vic in?" She said, "Yeah, he's in the back doing paperwork. You want him?" I said, "No, no, 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 no. I just wanted, I just want to know if he was here. That's all." Again, if he was out on the floor, I would have said something, but I don't, I don't want to disrupt him. The other thing is too, I don't want somebody to give me something for free. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather tell him after the yeah. fact. So I messaged him afterwards. I said, my chicken was deadly. My wife's Korean food truck, uh, whatever it was she got, was, was phenomenal. My Negroni was on the money. I sent him that message just to thank him. That's how I like to roll. But these are the things that all of us can do in 2024. It's part of our of New Year's resolutions, right? I'm going to support 2A businesses more. Go into your businesses that you have a rapport with. Go especially gun businesses and make sure they're supporting the 2A and they're not hiding their heads in the sand. Yeah, exactly. All right? There's a few of them out there doing the work that a lot of people are not doing it. Legacy Firearms in South Jersey, 
I think they're in Cinnaminson, Melissa Dini. She yep. is so active online, asking, answering people's two-way questions and getting frustrated like the rest of us. But, you know, other than her and I, I don't see much else going on in the two-way community. And, again, I'm not, I'm not on every site, every forum, everything. There are other people doing their part, so I don't want to knock the entire state. But if you have a local person and they're not – sticking their nose out there a little bit and not donating and not supporting and not perpetuating ANGRPC, NRA, FPC, or anything like that, you know, maybe maybe you should spend your money elsewhere. Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody come to gun for hire. It's a big state. You know, you know what I mean? It's north, south, east, and west is a big state. But, you know, send a message out there. We should all be supporting each other. Listen to this, Sandy. I got this from a Chris from CMT Sound Systems. He better be on the standstrong.biz. He goes, I listen to your show every week and appreciate all that you do for the 2A community. Every time I see you at the range, you have stopped to say hi to me and chat a little about things that are happening. You were very sweet to my daughter Alex the first time when I brought her to shoot. And each week when you read some material from your book, she learns a little more about protecting herself. Happy New Year, Alex. I was reading this article in the paper today, and I thought it may be some good info to share with your listeners. I understand that they are trying to develop this tool to help with school shootings, but I believe that this can believe this can take a bad turn on law-abiding citizens on how our government is anti-gun. I would like your thoughts on this. AI system can detect guns and alert schools. Yeah, I, I've been reading about this, Chris. They have these, besides shot detectors, now they have this uh, AI systems that can te- detect guns, whether it's through, you know, metal, magnometers, and et cetera, et cetera. And, yes, it's going to be used against us. Other than metal, I went, I walked through a metal detector at, um, at the Paper Mill Playhouse, and believe it or not, I had a very small uh, knife on me, and I had a tactical pen on me, and wells my keys and everything, and there was a, a Milburn cop standing right there and I walked right through the metal detector didn't go off uh, obviously if I had a gun the metal detector would have detected that mass and it would have gone off yeah. uh, but there's new AI systems they have yeah you're going to start seeing these things deployed in malls and airports it's going to be used against us all all technology like it, that starts out with a positive purpose and then it's used against us the people that funded the studies yes exactly and the developments yep. oh, you all did a good job now we're going to use it against you <laughs> and Chris I'm, I'm very proud of your daughter Alex and yes when I'm here and I'm out on the floor, my goal is to engage with everybody and talk to everybody, and I really try. Now, if you stop me and ask me how to get your carry permit, I'm going to give you, probably give you one of my associates in the range, but... Uh, you know, but I, you know, but I love to shoot the shit with everybody, and I and I love, love, love that you're bringing your daughter and introducing her uh, to the fight. And we need more, we need more like her. Can I start with the ad, Sandy? You can. So this is six fifty eight, ring in the new year. If you live anywhere in New York, NYTAC. D E F E N S E dot com. Peter Tillens NY Tac Defense is $35 a month. If you use the code word gun for hire, you save 10% a month. It's like getting only paying for 11 months instead of uh, 12, roughly. And uh, Peter will answer all of your questions. And it's a legal defense fund, and it's the only legal defense fund that's legal in the state of New York. If you live in the other 49 states, you need U.S. Law Shield. U.S. Law Shield.com. Use code word gun for hire, one word. 
Uh, it's important to have, again, it's a legal defense fund. It covers you in all 50 states. They have different tiers of coverage. The lowest tier, I believe, is $12 a month, and I think you can go up to about $25 a month for full coverage. I have U.S. Law Shield. covers you with knives and everything. It covers you, if me, if I'm in Florida and everything. Uh, Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino is available on Amazon, Kindle, Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County. I just want to thank... Uh, my buddy John down at Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County, he gave me a huge gift certificate for Christmas for Francesca's Restaurant in Woodland Park, which also happens to be on StandStrong.biz. And, and Monmouth and Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County, they also happen to be on StandStrong.biz. Interesting how we do that, isn't it? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I plug John's, John Zeller's business at Aberdeen Guns, because he's on StandStrong.biz. Uh, crime proof, think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. We're going to discuss that a little bit. Uh, my doctor, Optimal Health Wellness LNJ. Optimal Health Wellness NJ. It's a concierge medicine for a few hundred dollars a month. More people every month are signing up with the doc, and more people are extremely happy with it. Tell Dr. Joe I said hello. Uh, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for junior rifle members 12 to 18 years old to learn firearm safety and to compete in small bore and air rifle competition. Visit lakeis.org. If you're in the uh, Scotch Plains area, check out Zen Float Center and tell Sharon Decker I said hello, zenfloatcenter.com. For your a new source other than Gun for Hire Radio, you have the Varsity Firearms Podcast with John Valenti, and of course, news number two, letter A dot com. News letter t- number two, letter A dot com. News two A dot com is on X. It's on uh, Instagram. Uh, they're on uh, their own website and everything. And of course, they're active on all of the uh, firearms pages. Please follow them and support them. Uh, I talked about StandStrong.biz. I talked about the uh, Friends of the NRA dinner. We still have bag tags, Fourth, Ameri- Fourth Amendment bag tags. This bag is protected by the Fourth Amendment. Come down and get them. All of our customers are walking in. They all have those bag tags on their backpacks and their gun bags and everything. So please stop down and get them. Uh, we still have some memberships left, titanium membership, new level. You don't pay for port time. Again, a new member perk is you don't pay surge pricing if you're a member uh, on the weekends and holidays. So these are things that you should uh Definitely look into. Okay, what do I got here? I got some good learning stuff. Let me read these couple of letters, and I'm going to hit you. There's some serious learning stuff to talk about. So this is from a D. Roth. Hello, Anthony. First and foremost, I want to thank you for all you do. My name is Davian Brown, and from the very first time I stepped into Gun for Hire, I was greeted by Marvin, who informed me that the range would be closing soon, and he gifted me range pass for my next visit. Since then, I've become a member, brought friends and family to shoot. God, thank you. Each one, reach one. Even my niece, who just turned 12, enjoying for the, enjoyed with shooting for the first time. You can learn a lot from this Mr. Roth right now, guys. Also, I've gotten to meet you in person, purchased my first firearm, taken multiple training classes, qualified for my carry, and just recently completed my care qualific- requalification. In recent months, my girlfriend has opened up to embracing gun ownership. Initially, she didn't want anything to do with guns, but between seeing the rise in crime around the state and the country, her views have shifted. I'm sure you had something to do with that, too. Little Jedi mind trick, Damien. So good. And she understands that we are our own first responders. 
Now that she has her FID card, bravo, bravo. Thank you, Woodbridge PD, for swiftly processing permits and background checks. We'll try to get over to the range so she can try a few guns out and hopefully make her first purchase in the next coming weeks. Have a happy new year and continue to fight the good fight. Davian Rook. Listen, Davian, um, bring her to the range during the week from 3 o'clock till about 6.30 p.m. when it's the quietest. And let my staff know it's her first time going into a hot range so we don't put her next to somebody shooting a three oh eight with somebody on the other side with a 223 with no muzzle brake. <clears throat> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Let's make it as comfortable as possible. I got a uh, email from a female, 21 years old. I don't want to say the town uh, yet, but she was waiting an extended period of time for a carry permit, and she was worried that because she's 21 years old and female, it might be a like a little bit of a discrimination thing because she heard of people getting her permits uh, faster than her. And she was concerned, so she sent me an email, and I replied back that I would look into it. And honest to God, I did not look into it yet. It, this was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and at 3 o'clock, she emailed me. She goes, she got a phone call from the detective. She went in, and she picked up her carry permit and got it. And I, and, and I was like, I told her I willed it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And she was like, thank you if you had anything to do with it. I, I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with it. But I don't want to knock the department or anything yet because I don't want to get her in trouble. Uh, but listen to me. Again, We I reiterate this all the time. You police departments out there and, and you people listening, a right delayed is a right denied. The entire qualification system now is all online. The background check. If your four references respond electronically with your new permit to carry application if your three two references three two references respond with your FID card or uh, pistol purchase permits there is no reason for it to take more than two weeks and the law says there's no reason for it to take more than 30 days Jay factor is going to be discussing one in Fairhaven uh, on show uh, 660 but listen you have to start doing what Anthony's been saying all along you have to call the police department you have to call the chief you're not going to get him. You're going to talk to his assistant or get his voicemail. You're going to leave a, a voicemail. You're going to call the mayor. You're going to call all your elected officials. Hi, my name is Anthony Calandro. I live in this town. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I applied for my permit, carry, purchase, whatever, 72 days ago. I've sent numerous emails. I've sent numerous voicemails. I haven't gotten a response. I'm told the detective's on vacation. I'm told this. I'm told that. You know, a right delayed is a right denied. The law says that it's supposed to be issued within X amount of days. Is there anything I can do to speed the process along? Because I find this quite frustrating. You can also blame gun for hire. You can say I purchased blah, 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 and I have it at the gun, gun, gun for hire store, and I'm paying storage fees for it now which you're not, but it sounds good, right? And say, you know, I ordered the gun and I expected that I would get my approval within, you know, 30 days. It's now been 60, 70, 80 days. That's the first step. The next step is going to be you're going to have to go to your town's meetings. Yeah. And you're going to have to go on record. Yeah. And, you know, the holidays came and, and, and uh, uh, Trevor, uh, ha his wife had a baby and everything. So they're going to be starting the two-way uh, uh, seminars, the civil uh, the civic seminar is pretty soon, so hang out, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm sorry, but you don't want to be nasty. You don't want to be accusatory or anything, but a right delayed is a right denied. It is your right. I had somebody stop me yesterday from North Caldwell. For you listeners on the show that don't know New Jersey, North Caldwell is where they filmed the Tony Soprano house. Yeah. 
Those people in Essex County there have usually have big houses and they pay stupid taxes. Really stupid and, taxes. And this gentleman's telling me no one's returned his call from the Caldwell Police Department. Wow. Like, are, you're, you're kidding me, right? The, anyway, it, it's just frustrating. I mean, I've seen Patterson get better. Yeah. If Patterson's yeah. response time can get better, North Caldwell can get better. Right. And Patterson was notorious for a not, year, no, two yes, years. Notorious. So here's another one from James T. Hey, Anthony, I know you always want to stay updated when towns are breaking the law and delaying our right to own guns. Well, it's happening to both my son and I now. Both my son, Jeremy, and I completed handgun permit applications. My son on 1022 and me on 119. Both of our references completed their parts within an hour of us hitting submit, and we received email acknowledgments that it was completed. We paid all the fees, including the town fee, and still nothing as I write this email. We are from New Milford, New Jersey, Bergen County, and I called up the detective bureau a little over a week ago and spoke to a detective who told me that there have been a lot of applications and that they recently had a burglary in town and detectives were busy on that. Is this a crock of shit or yeah, what, though? An absolute crock okay. of shit. It's they, Bergen County, and yeah. Bergen County is, has been one of the worst offenders. And and for those of you who don't know, live outside of the state, Bergen County is probably one of the richest counties. Bergen and, and parts of Essex County, one of the richest counties uh, in New Jersey. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. Yeah. He wrote, the, the detective did look up both my son and I's application and said everything was in order, but d could not give me a time frame of completion. Not sure what I can do, if anything, but I wanted to keep you up to date. You realize they're just waiting for the, the chief's final approval. Yeah, that's all it is. All right, now his son Jeremy is in a wheelchair. His son Jeremy is uh, in college, and he plays uh, college basketball, you know, wheelchair basketball. Yeah. And he comes in his range here. I wouldn't want to arm wrestle this kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, he, he's been shooting here for a very, very long time. Uh, un, unbelievable people, salt of the earth people. And, uh, you know, making this kid wait since 10-22, It's over two months now, okay, uh, for a handgun permit application. Come on, guys, in New Milford, wake up a little bit. You had a robbery. The detectives are working on it. This is such a crock of shit. You know, uh, James, what you can do now is I would wait maybe another week. And if you don't get resolution, call the police chief, leave a message like I reiterated earlier. Then I would call your mayor and I would call every other elected official. Listen, you're not looking to like tattletale, but you're like, guys, girls, I'm a taxpayer in this town. My son is in a wheelchair. I mean, he, he needs to be able to defend himself. And apparently uh, there's a spike in violent crime in your town, so all the more reason to need a firearm. It, you took the words out of my mouth. And, Jeremy, when you're ready to qualify, you're going to come in here and Tony's going to work with you, and you're going to qualify from that wheelchair position because you're going to be another test case. We've had about 20 people in wheelchairs qualifying, but Jeremy might have a problem qualifying from a wheelchair because he's got huge biceps and triceps and shit. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see this. Uh, you know what I picture? I picture the arm of the wheelchair getting away and him ripping it off. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't even think his wheelchair has arms, to be honest with you. So I just I kind of improvise that. But, yeah, uh, James, Jeremy, uh, a right delayed is a right denied. That's why I segued into that. And that's that's really pissing me off. I hate hearing this. I just hate hearing this. George O. sent a great email. He sends an email every year around this time as winter has befallen, and I love to hear this. You ready? This past week, December 29th, was the 123rd anniversary of one of the worst mass shootings in American history, the Wounded Knee Massacre. 
the U.S. Army, under government orders to disarm the Sioux, killed 250 and wounded 51 men, women, and children who had already had most of their weapons confiscated by the government. Civilian disarmament never ends well. And it is also another historically painful example of when the government says, you don't need your guns. You do need your guns. (laughs) Exactly right. This George made my book. I quoted him and his name and everything in Crime Proof. And he wrote, also, the weather's getting colder, and we're not even the coldest and snowiest months yet. We're all guilty of this, and this is my friendly reminder. Don't wear your car like a coat. All it takes is either a car collision or some engine trouble to kill your car's ability to keep warm. And if you're not properly dressed for the temperature, you could freeze your butt off while waiting for AAA, the police, or a friend or family member to pick you up. At least have some warm blankets or other method to keep warm in your vehicle if your car craps out. Have some cheap calories to keep your body's furnace stoked. That is a good idea for those situations. Stand strong with my buddies. Standing strong with my buddies, Anthony and Sandy, George O. So, Sandy, he sends this email. I read this email. I put it in the show outline. I didn't respond back to him on the email because I, I get a thousand emails a day. And I'm like, I don't have to respond back to George because he'll he'll hear it when I do the show, right? Okay. I go upstairs, and he's in line renewing his membership. <laughs> and I, I, got to, I got to thank him personally yeah. for his reminder email that I could use for the show. So, again, gun people are best. So, George, I have a question. You say have some calories in the car. Would Italian not cookies? <laughs> so are you, are you telling me I should have kept? Absolutely. That other the, third. The last yeah. third in the bucket. Absolutely. And I should have kept in my car instead of sharing See, them with my, with my staff. And you are the expert on uh, crime proof. So there you go. Even you can make that mistake. Go back and get them. The, or, they're gone. Well, then you need a new supply. I would you know suggest. what actually could work in the car, Sandy? Well, well, could. An unopen- an, uh, you know, you could people go well, have your granola bars and all those other sustenance surviving, survival crap. I got a great idea to keep Keep in the car should something happen. You ready? Okay. A package of Stelladoro cookies. Makes perfect sense. I mean, they make biscotti. They make anisette toast. They make Roman egg biscuits. If you haven't had a Stelladoro cookie, they're second best to an (laughs) Italian bakery cookie. Am I right or wrong? No, no, you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. I'm thinking, They're you know, I, I like the Anazette toast ones. There's not a lot of moisture in them, so I would imagine the expiration date is good. George, I need you to report back on me to I me. Like the S cookies, the the Roman egg biscuit. Yes, yeah. Uh, I need you to report back to me, George, on um, uh, Anazette toast. Uh, what the <laughs> shelf life would be. And uh, that might be something to, for me to keep in my survival kit in my car. Hey, it's worth being a scientist. It's worth an experiment. Imagine so. finding me in my car passed out with a half open package with the crumbs all over me. That'd be great. Now, wait a minute. They're a little dry. So what what should we keep in our car uh, for, thermos for, of coffee. For, for a thermos of coffee? Is right. But if I don't have a thermos of coffee, George, uh, is it cool? Uh, re- re- respond back. 
to keep some water in the car. And I know in, in sub-zero temperatures, that water's going to freeze, right? Which is why you need a thermos of coffee. Yes. But, but is it okay maybe to keep a few bottles of water in the passenger compartment of the car? Is that smart? Will it, will it really freeze overnight if it's in the car and it's constantly being brought up to you know the heated car temperature? That's a great experiment. I need answers on that. It so, Giorgio, does, It does freeze, yeah. It will freeze overnight? Yeah. Yeah, well, not over. It depends on how cold it is. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was okay up until about maybe when it got to like twenty below, ten below, twenty below. But I never kept my car outside at night. But during the day, you know, it warms up with the sun and it, it usually defrosts a little bit. So now I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe a, you know, a little uh, bag with a thing of Ro- uh, Stella Doro in it and a couple of bottles of water. The other thing is, too, the bottles of water, uh, you can also use them to relieve yourself if you've got to go number one. And for your women in your go bag or emergency bag in the trunk of your car, they make those little funnel things where they can also uh, urinate uh, from a seated or standing position into a bottle. Uh, I know they make those. They're disposable. Uh, I have go bags I in all my cars. I now suggesting this to my wife. Yeah, well, in an emergency... Uh, she has either that option or getting out of the car and squatting down. Uh, I remember one time I told you that snowstorm, me and uh, Ron DeBacco, bless his soul, uh, he passed away. We were stuck in traffic for nine hours. Yeah. Complete right. shutdown. That's there was right. a whiteout and a storm. Nine hours, Sandy. Yeah. I peed outside the car, but I'm a guy. Right. We had the Red Cross came by and gave us coffee and candy bars. Wow. That's, that's how cool. yeah, that's how long we were. Nine hours. Cars ran out of gas. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's another reason why you never go past a half tank, especially in the winter. It's but also again, another I, reason why I live in South Alabama. Shut up. <laughs> this is uh, uh, from Anonymous. I'm told not to use his name, so I'm not going to use his name. Jose Rivera Sanchez Schwinn. <laughs> no, no one will know it's him, okay? I'm not using... Uh, Jose Rivera Sanchez Schwinn. I'm not using your real name. Question I'd like to see answered on the radio show. What do I do if I'm carrying and have a medical emergency? If I fall or I'm injured or I need to go via ambulance to the hospital, how do I deal with the fact that I'm carrying a firearm? Well, Rich, uh, you might be knocked on conscience, so you might not be able to deal with it. Okay, so if you're on conscience, the first responders will handle it. Uh, and now I have a ton of first responders on, on that listen to the show. George O. Uh, I have a ton of police and fire and uh, EMTs that listen to the show. Please send me letters, emails to info at gun for hire and let me know how you've handled it where you've had a police officer or you've had a person a security guard if you've had a concealed carry person in or out of the state of new jersey especially though in new jersey how you've handled it but i've had people that were in accidents uh, where the police secured their firearm but again now they were in accidents where they were conscious yeah. and they needed to go to hospital and the police took their gun and then when they were released from the hospital they went and picked up their gun and they signed for their gun perfect example is why you should not be carrying magazines that hold over 10 rounds uh-huh. perfect example why you should not have hollow point bullets you uh-huh. should be carrying the proper type bullet because anything could happen at any time right ladies and gentlemen and there is uh, that so certain case things you too, sh- Ant, that, that happened in Atlantic City where there was a an off-duty uh, Pennsylvania law enforcement officer who was T-boned at an intersection, uh, said to the uh, 
the responding officer, I have my duty gun on me, and they res and they responded by saying, oh, no problem, we'll lock it up. And then when he went to go get it, they locked him up. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, we, we discussed that on the show. That was back in the Belleville days, Sandy. Yes, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's one way, but we're going to get the, I'm sure our first responders have handled it. Now, uh, now Jose, you're not going to be charged with the crime if the gun is separated from you and it's put in evidence or something, if everything is law-abiding and legitimate. But it happens. It happens. And people have had heart attacks and people have had have passed out. And uh, it, it's been handled. Police departments do know how to handle that because they also have to do it for their fellow officers, male and female, yeah. uh, should something happen. So it's interesting that you say that. Listen, before I get cut off, I want to, I know we're not out of time. I just want to remember to discuss that January 9th, 16th, and 23 are the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation matches. You know, Daniel Ianuzo is going to be there. There's a bunch of people that are coming that never, that never shot the match before. And I encourage you, um, if you don't want to shoot, just come and observe. Just you, yeah. you can come. The, the, the range is open. You, you don't have to come in and buy anything. You're not obligated to shoot. Just come in. Uh, Scott and everybody are going to be running the GSSF matches. Just just come in and observe everybody. Talk to people. Sit at the tables by the vending machines. Check out the vibe that's going on. And then you can look through the window and watch them shoot the matches with the targets and everything. And you can decide if you want to get involved in the matches when they come back. I think they're every other month. I think they're going to be back in March. So, so please, uh, it's important. Male, female, young and old. I mean, uh, Johnny Anu uh, shoots the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation matches, and he's won junior um, you know, competitions and everything. So from Firematic, and he works here part-time, by the way, anyway. Uh, and also, the uh, we have the girls' night out, pistols and Peruvian food. Uh, you know, I was talking before each one reach one, I saw a post online, Joe Sapienza, West Essex jeweler. He has three women that work at his jewelry store. He bought tickets for all three of them for Girls' Night Out on January <laughs> 18th. Great. So we're it's pistols and Peruvian food. It's from uh, 5.30 till 8.30. And then we have Guys' Night Out, which is uh, Italian night, Thursday, January 25th, from 5.30 till 8.30, which we have Italian food from one of... By the way, the Peruvian food is on stanstrong.biz, and the uh, Italian restaurant is on stanstrong.biz. So those are great... These are great ways to each one reach one. And we're talking about $30, and it includes a free hour port time. So if you're not a member of the range here, you're basically, for 30 bucks, you're getting dinner, camaraderie, and uh, port time. And do you have to be a shooter in order to be able to No, attend? you could just come. You could, you could just come and eat and hang out and talk to everybody, and you could learn the culture. Uh, you know, I think it's important for, uh, for everybody. I'm no, we're noticing uh, also the trends now. Uh, many, many more uh, home invasions. Many more houses being broken to, into at night while people are home. Yeah, looking to steal car keys to drive the cars out, and also obviously driving away uh, with with people's cars, and you know grabbing the remotes. Again, get a Faraday box. F A R A D Y. Get a Faraday box and put your keys in the Faraday box, and you know put them somewhere. If you uh, if it's a husband and wife in the house, I recommend a solid core bedroom door, and I recommend locking your bedroom door when you're in bed at night. If you have an alarm, use the friggin' thing. If you don't have an alarm, put stickers and signs up that you do have an alarm. If you have cameras, use them. If you don't have cameras, put signs up that you do, because that will help. Um, you know, I I have a house in Southwest uh, Florida, and I just read in yesterday's Wink News, which is the local news, four. Cars were stolen in Bonita Springs. 
that the owners left the keys in the car. It can't happen here. This is a nice neighborhood. Yeah. I live in a nice neighborhood. We don't lock our doors. I live in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> I keep my key fob in my car. Well, if Sandy and I were career criminals, we're not going to rob people in Newark and <laughs> Jersey City and Patterson. Yeah, right. We ain't going to the hood. Why? Yeah. We're going to New Milford in Bergen County. Damn right. We're That's where we're going to rob. And plus, we know the detectives are too busy to process people's carry permits, so those bitches are also unarmed up there. Right. Right. right, a target-rich environment. It's amazing how our government works against us, isn't it? Yes, sir. Isn't it? Let's make them less safe and yep. then take their guns away. Yep. What could possibly go wrong? Then they'll be totally dependent on us. Which is what we want. Yep. So, Cumberland County. This is in Crime Proof. There's a whole chapter dedicated to this. Senior security and there's a whole chapter of shopping. Bridgeton police are searching for a man who assaulted and robbed a woman of her purse while she was loading groceries into her car. Oh, Sandy, how many times have we talked about this? If you're old or young or have children in tow, one of the most vulnerable times when you're out and about is loading groceries in your car. What to do? Put the children in First, put them in their car seats and then head on a swivel. Put the groceries in the car. Have your mace or your gun or your stun gun ready to be deployed. This is a serious, critical time. So now this woman was 74 years old. So I'm right around the corner from 74 and you start to lose some of your you know, reflexes, you start to lose some of your peripheral vision, you start to lose some of your hearing when you've spent 40 years around firearms, yep. you know, and your your ability to react is slightly different. And believe it or not, when when someone looks at you, they see a 63-year-old person walking, even though when I look in the mirror, I see a 35-year-old person. Right, exactly. Right. They see a 65 year old person, 63, 74, whatever it may be. So this woman, you know, she might have been a little slow in her movements. And uh, of course, predators look for prey. So here comes grandma and she's going to unload her stuff. And she got robbed. Luckily, she walked away with, uh, you know, just losing material stuff and uh, we didn't read anything tragic that he punched her or stabbed her or threw her down on the street and she got a brain bleed and died because we hear about that all the time right but of course he was a uh um he was a wearing a hooded sweatshirt and she couldn't even describe him because he pushed her to the ground and grabbed her purse so you know this all happened in 30 seconds right and she declined medical attention now i wouldn't have declined medical attention if i was her and the reason she probably declined medical attention was she was embarrassed she probably went her whole 74 years without ever being a victim of a crime and it's quite embarrassing and it's crushing to the ego whether you're male or female the first time you're a victim of a crime uh, it's 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 a hard sw- pill to swallow. I've been a victim of crime a couple of times, and it's a hard pill to swallow. It's hard to admit it too. Yeah. But anyway, there's you can ask if you go to a local grocery store, you can ask for somebody to pick you up with your bags, and you can even give them two or three dollars, which could help ensure your safety. Right? Yeah. Obviously, you want to park in a well lit area. You want to go shopping during the day, especially when you're 74 years old. Now, there's power in numbers. It would have been better if there was two people, but it's not. And again. Uh, she was alone. It's, sometimes it's not always convenient for, you know, you want to run out and get a few things on your own. 
But that's why you have to be alert and you have to be aware. Now, even alert and aware probably wouldn't have saved her because a career scumbag criminal is going to look at her and go, oh, lunch. Yep. Right. And he's she's just lucky he didn't force her into the car. Yeah, right. You know, and take her for a joyride. Let's go drain your Mac machine. Let's go to your house and rob all of your uh, all of your belongings. It could have gone, you know many different ways but the other one it's hard when there's kids and you're opening your car and uh, you know if i was married and i had uh, young kids i would probably insist that i go food shopping myself or if my wife was going i'd go with her yeah i know it sounds like i'm being overly protective or overreactive but not in not this today. day and age today yeah, yeah. Today. I, to be honest, i gotta be quite honest with you i kind of enjoy sh- food shopping because i like people watching and i like learning and I usually count how many people leave their purse in their cart and then they get separated from their from their purse. Yes, yes, very true. You know, I love watching that. I like when I'm in line and the woman in front of me has her purse where the child usually sits and it's wide open and I can see everything in her purse. Yeah. Right. You know, it's amazing how, how people let their guard down. There's so much to learn. When you're an alpha, when you're a sheepdog, and you walk around and you see that. Like, I'm not that type of person to park my uh, cart perpendicular in an aisle while I'm looking for my specific oatmeal and blocking north and south traffic coming <laughs> through the, the aisle. Time. And then stand but on yet, the only open area. Yeah, yeah, but yet you see it like almost every Constant. other aisle. Yeah. These are the people that leave their purse open. These are the people that criminals really look for. But again, timing and luck. There's many times where we're befallen and we're in the wrong place at the wrong time and we're we're the victim. So you have to be careful as well. Sometimes you never see it coming. Somebody can come out from behind a truck or a van and just hit you in the back of the neck with a pipe. And you wait. If you're lucky, you wake up in an emergency room. Yeah. You know, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. So. Again, there's a lot to be said about going through life in condition yellow. And again, crime proof, think like a criminal, beat them at their own game. We discussed this ad nauseum. Uh, but, like, you know, even going, uh, we parked when we went to uh, Paper Mill Playhouse, Sandy. I learned from Steve in IT here that uh, the best place to park is in the uh, Milburn Library. And there's a walking path that, that twists around three tenths of a mile and goes right to the Paper Mill Playhouse because the parking lot there's a shit show. Uh, trying to leave at the end, you know, all the multiple parking lots because you're fighting the pedestrians walking by. So you pretty much have to wait until the whole place is empty before you can pull out of the parking lot. So Tracy and I are walking through this path, and I thought I heard a noise. And, you know, right away, I turn around and look. But, I'm, you know, we're walking down a dark path through a park or something behind a library. My head is on a swivel. I don't know who's walking up behind us. I don't know who's lurking in the shadows there. This is not a time to be talking small talk. It's not a time to be texting. It's not a time to have my phone lit up and my face in it. This is the time for me to be in the moment. And to be honest, my hands were in both my pockets. And in one hand, in one pocket, I had tactical pen. In the other hand, in the other pocket, I had my knife. Right. My my mace, uh, my OC spray was in the car, but uh, if I should have had it on me. Tracy had hers on her, but... You know, if something happens, at least I feel like I have a little bit of an edge, a little bit of an advantage uh, that someone's not going to get the jump on me. And again, when I look in the mirror, I see 35 years old. When a 20-year-old criminal looks at me, he sees 63-year-old man. Yeah, exactly. 
unfortunately. A lot of us have a hard time coming to terms with that. But predators look for prey, ladies and gentlemen. And now you are the older wilderbeest that's at the back of the pack. Yeah, right. It's sad to say it, but you're <laughs> exactly. not you're not the alpha wilderbeest at the front of the pack deciding which wilderbeest females you're going to bed tonight. <laughs> you're very You're, you're very the one that you're the one that they that. keep at the outer ring, which is called bait. <laughs> You're the one they put there to get eaten so they can... Correct! The, so, uh, meanwhile, the younger ones are procreating and they're protecting the children. Right. They're protecting the offspring. You are the... Your pop, stay over here. This is a good spot for you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks like a good spot for me. Thanks for picking that for me. Oh, look at that. There's a whole brood of lions a couple of feet away. <laughs> Where are you all going? <laughs> That's us now. Yep. Okay? It's it sure just is. sad friggin' reality. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> more, all the more reason to stay in shape. Yes. Right? Yeah. All absolutely. the more reason to stay alert. All the more reason to stay aware. Especially you know? flexibility and stuff like that. As you start getting older, it's not about strength training. It's about balance and flexibility. One hundred percent. When I, my balance ain't the same as it used to be, no. Sandy. I used to be able to put my sock on one hand while standing. No shit, really. Or take your pants off. Yeah. While now standing. I I sit down. I I put my pants on. I sit down. I put my pants on up to my thighs. I put my two socks on. Put my shoes on. Then I stand. And the thirty year olds are going what? You'll 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 learn. What about what about what about when you're seated holding the sock and trying to catch it with your toes so you oh, can yeah. put well, it on? There's, there's that, right? <laughs> These youngsters don't understand that yet. You guys can put your socks on while you're walking. Yeah. yeah okay. I can't great. do that. <laughs> I can't do that. It doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. We have trouble walking. Yeah. Seriously. It requires it requires a lot of planning. So our, our reflexes aren't the same. Our balance isn't the same. You know, I box four days a week. I box at title boxing on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I box at at uh, at final round boxing Mondays and Fridays. And almost everything is balance and stretching. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I can't bench press 450 pounds. I can't deadlift a thousand pounds. I don't care, but I can still move my head around a little bit and maybe block a punch and maybe return fire. Or put some socks on. When you know, I love a lot of people. I don't know how many old. people are kissing my ass, but I love when a lot of people tell me, oh, you don't look 63 years old. You move good for 63 years old. I, and, you know, it's funny. Some of my contemporaries, people that I graduated high school with, come in, and I don't feel I look or act the same way that they do. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, true. and I may be biased in my opinion. <laughs> no, I, th I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's got to do with the fact that you've, you know, you've taken a lot of time to you, you don't just let it pass you make the time for physical activity and for you know strength training in a sense but um, more so for balance and for uh, agility and those things are going to be the things that are going to help you age more gracefully and this that's a that's a that's a great final show wrap-up for a new year's resolution everybody out there Everybody out there should get more healthier and a little more fit. I just had my fifth low-dose CT scan. The five nodules in my lungs have not grown any further, so there's still right now little to no chance that they're cancerous. I smoked for 48 years, right? But I have mild emphysema. 
every time I load those CT scan comes up and says, I smoked for 48 years, you know, so I'm not, I don't have the wind that I used to have anymore. Yeah. I abused my body all those years. I was 420 pounds at one time. I would have, we wouldn't be doing gunfire radio if I was, when I was 53, I was 420 pounds. By the way, January 23rd, of 2024 will be the 10-year anniversary that I had gastric sleeve surgery with Michael Nussbaum from uh, Dr. Michael Nussbaum from Morris County Hospital. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I was 420 That's, pounds this morning. Like I was yesterday. A, I was a 5X shirt and a 58 waist, Sandy. Yeah. Now I'm a large shirt <laughs> and a 32 waist and 197 pounds, including wow. the cookies. Yes, I would have been dead if I was still because Michael Nussbaum, he he stopped me in the yeah, range. Here's much. a quick story for you, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> now that I said I have mild emphysema, I'm short of breath. <laughs> That's not psychosomatic, right? Not at all. <clears throat> so Michael, Dr. Nussbaum was a frequent member of the range, and he says to me, he goes, you know, you have such a great range and such a great personality. Don't you want to be around and enjoy it? And I'm like, yeah, F you. Of course I do. He's like, well, what do you weigh right now? I'm like, uh, 420. He's like, how old are you? I said, 53. He goes, hmm. He goes, so by the time you're 60, you'll be 500 pounds. He goes, let me ask you. He goes, how many customers do you have here that are 60 years old that are 500 pounds? And basically, we chit-chat a little more of that, but it's stuck in my craw. Yeah. And I started looking around, and I'm like, all my big customers start disappearing in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. I, I don't have any 60-year-old customers that are over 500 pounds. And after three weeks, I called them up. I had a cell phone number at the time. I'm like, Doc, I'm ready. And we started the process. And I had gastric sleeve surgery. And uh, that's what did it for me. But then that was January. And then March, I walked into this big building. And I said to these people in this big, scary building with all these weird robots and stuff, I said, Hi, I've never been in one of these before. I want to join and hire a personal <laughs> trainer. And uh, that was my journey. Jimmy Graziano was my first trainer. That was 10 years ago. His uncle Pete is the president of my cigar club, the Metropolitan Cigar Society. And I started with the personal trainer 10 years ago. And uh, by that time, I was about 380. I lost about 40 pounds initially from the gastric sleeve. And uh, I went all the way down to 250. And I held 250 for about f seven years. And then COVID hit. And the business was forced closed by Snaggletooth. And I managed to go up to 290. And at 290, I had developed AFib and Prince Metal Angina, high blood pressure, and uh, borderline diabetic. And my body says, you're going to hit 300, and you're going to die. And I got serious, and I started intermittent fasting. And I really started stepping up the, uh, the uh, cross-training slash boxing. And now I'm uh, with the intermittent fasting. I eat at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. at night. I've managed to get under 200 pounds, and I'll be 63 years old. So it's 10 years, and I've lost 223 pounds in 10 years. Holy shit. Yep. So listen, get fit, get healthy, get off your ass. What's your excuse? If this former chain-smoking, fat bastard, <laughs> fast food eating, some bitch could do it, you could do it. I used to go to McDonald's. I used to have to supersize everything. Hi, can I get the Big Mac special that comes with the jumbo fry and the jumbo Coke? And let me have a filet of fish as well. And, oh, hot apple pies are two for a dollar. <laughs> I'll take two of those as well. Okay, I can never just go to McDonald's and get a quarter pounder of cheese, medium fry, medium Coke and walk out. I always had a plus size it. I always had to add shit onto it. I'd go to a pizzeria and get a slice while I was waiting for my chicken parm. 
Okay. I invented the term traveler. Do you know what a traveler is, Sandy? No. I, I, a traveler is when you're going to the when you're going to the bakery to pick up pastries for your family coming over, and you say to the girl behind the counter, "I'll have a dozen assorted pastries, and in a separate bag, I'll have a lobster tail or a sfigadelle, and don't put any powdered sugar on it, and put it in a bag, because I'm going to eat that fucking thing in the car on the way back to the house, and nobody knows about it. That's called a, a traveler. That's called a traveler. I've done that. I've gone and bought a dozen bagels, and I've eaten a plain bagel with cream cheese in the car on the way home. And then I've gone home and eaten two more bagels with the family. That's called a traveler. You know another thing fat people do? When you go out with your significant other, you always make them order their entree first. Not because you're respectful, but because if she orders the fish, you order the chicken because you know you're getting half of hers, too. <laughs> I like those. Though. Right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right or wrong. So with that, everybody, if I can do it, I'd like to reiterate a safe and happy new year. I love you all. Next week, Scott Bach, the whole show. The week after, Jay Factor, the whole show. Looking forward to this year being a great year in the courts and continuing to watch our elected officials do the exact opposite of what they were elected to do. Thank you all, you traitorous bastards. No happy new year for you communists. And with that, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio, where you can learn how to stay alive and also learn Latin terms like ad nauseum. <laughs> we love you guys. God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out from the shadows of the New York City skyline and the beautiful Gulf Shores of Alabama, where it is. Well, I will just say 73 and sunny, but there it is. Uh, see, see you next week. <laughs>